0: Today's episode is sponsored by our very good friends over at Neural DSP. If you're completely unfamiliar with who Neural DSP are, they make guitar and bass plugins that cover a wide range of tones and styles. Anything from the crisp cleans of a Tone King Imperial to the rich leads of a Soldano SLO. There's also the Archetype series, which is essentially signature amps made by some of your favourite artists. So whether that's Tim Henson of Polyphia, Plini or our very good friend, Rabia Massad. If you like the sound of all that, you
1: can get a 14-day free trial over at neuraldsp.com on any of the plugins that they do. Um, And even better than that, you can get 30% off if you want to buy some or all of them, (laughs) or just one, uh, using the code MUSICISEVERYTHING at their checkout. Hello everybody and welcome to Music is Everything podcast with me Matt Hornby and my brother-in-arms Andrew Groves.
0: Hello. Andrew. Hello.
1: What are you excited about this week?
0: Ah, oh, it was a, it was actually a little a little flipsy. I've been we were just talking about how hard I feel like we either have one or the other. Like sometimes we have like a a topic we're excited about and other times we have um a thing that we're excited about. And um this last couple of weeks, actually, I've been blessed with a uh, fruitful, healthy, free-flowing deliverance of goodness. <laughs> and it's nice. rare. I've, I find it really hard to find anything that I really like most of the time. Or I find, you know, I have the things that I really like and I just go back to them a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm always um, super grateful when something kind of reaches out to me.
1: Do you think, do you think this is making you more aware of how much you like stuff? Maybe. Or are you you looking harder?
0: No, I, I, I'd like to say like, oh, I'm that guy and I actively pursue goodness in my life. And that's kind of what I would, you know, actually on the topic of that, it's kind of what I think this place is good for in that I feel like that's sort of, I always thought they would be they were really good if there was a place where you could just go and there would be good things there. Like, wouldn't that be great? You know, <laughs> I love the concept. Well, you just, mean, uh, you know, I mean, some you people mean think right good here things, as in right now? Yeah. As in just like, Oh, just like, I'm just in a rut creatively or otherwise and sometimes it can feel and you're wrong when you do feel that way but sometimes when you're in that position you feel that way like, oh there's you know there's no good this music or oh, don't, uh-huh. you know there's nothing inspiring you when actually there's always loads you just haven't found it yet or you haven't mm-hmm. kind of sometimes you find a good vein and you uh you're like, oh, and that leads on to a few things. You like a find mm. one artist and then like maybe that kind of s- sort of snowballs uh, into that um uh direction. I'm still confused about which one I'm gonna go for. I've got two I've got oh, two. You, you've got a choice. Oh, I've got a choice.
1: Mm. Uh would you wanna let me pick? You give them
0: an A and a B. Done. A or B? Uh B. Okay. So um I was at my favourite shop um yesterday. And what I like so much about this shop is, and it's actually, it's a more of a constant excited about, um, I don't even, I don't even mention it in, in, uh, oh God, there's a three. A, B or C? (sighs) Yeah, go on, A, B or C. I'm going to still go B. You're still going B. Okay. So I was in my favourite shop and um, there was a reason I was there, which is uh, to do with C, which I think is very cool. (laughs) We'll talk about it another time. But... um, I was in my favourite shop, and in that favourite shop, what I really like is it's just, and I've kind of expressed this uh, before. How I just think it's so cool that stuff is kind of just happening with you, with you. Like it's kind of like happening while you haven't really got your vision on it. Like sure. if yeah. okay, yeah. What, what I think is so you know, and I think it kind of proves that you're not um you know, like the main character of this story, if that makes sense. In that, like, I love walking around, even though I have no, you know, like it, you know, I walk around with with Sophia and my son, we're just kind of going around. And we were like, oh my God, there's so many, that's so random. And what I like about this space is just like, if you're into anything, it's called Nexus. If you're into anything, passionately, you, you can find something good on it there. Like, it mm-hmm. has stuff. Like, if you're into, it could be anything, whether you're into, like, painting or drawing or science yes. fiction or, like, they, I, I go there, I get a, a manga uh, from there. But they have, like, models and painting and Dungeons and Dragons and, like, every... It's, it's this like, is the
1: shop where you bought your models previously?
0: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. literally the only place in Iceland, basically, that, that does that. But it's super cool community and, yeah, it's just huge. And it's got, like everything like literally you know like you know like when i got into june it was just like boom i knew they would have it in stock i knew they would have it and there would be a sweet box set and i would have all the books and that's you know that's what you want right you know like and you could go to a, a bookstore and they would maybe have a version but mm. i knew this place would have the version do, do, do you know what i mean and there's a difference yeah, yeah, yeah. and the same if like oh i'm really into I don't, anything like Literally anything kind of, I'm, I'm going to say it loud and proud, like kind of geek orientated. Mm-hmm. It's definitely there. And what I like about it is that I like walking around and i like looking at things and then just being like, I didn't know that existed. Or I saw a, like a cooking book. Like, for example, like we saw a cooking book for like meals you might see in Pokemon. Or like, <laughs> nice. you know, I think there's one in Dungeons and Dragons and it was like, these are the things, I'm assuming you would don't know, eat them. And then, I don't know, here's how you can cook them. And I was like, but then at the same time, they were like, did you know the YouTuber like Binging with Babish? No, okay, well, I do not. He, he um, I don't think it's his name, but his name's Andrew. Okay. And he <laughs> cooks kind of from the waist up, famously. And he makes food hang on he, he cooks from the waist up yeah that's all yeah that's all the, so as in like the camera would be you know like oh i see yeah. understand Understood. and um so he makes uh like uh, um food from films or like tv shows um so like they made a lot of the food from the sopranos and he makes it like you know primo uh um, you know, the best ingredients and, mm-hmm. you know, it's all kind of very mouthwatering. Um, but like his book was there and that kind of stuff. Like it's all it, not that that was very specific, but you're kind of getting the gist of what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah, no, if you were into you. anything, Lord of the Rings, any, anything really, any film you were after, any, any artwork you were after, any kind of book about something very specific, definitely there. Um, okay. Not, you know, kind of library plus, if you know what I mean. But also, just, yeah, everything. They've got all the comics in the world there. Um, and I really like just... there's They have like new stock all the time. I mm. love walking around and be like, you know, there's a game based on this. You know, like there was a game based on Alien. Um, well, as in the movie? Yeah. Um, okay. And there's a game based on... Like a full role-playing game. As in like, meet up with your friends. Kind of Dungeons & Dragons vibe. Mm-hmm. We're going to role-play this kind of... And just anything like... I, I want to visit. It sounds great. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, so much fun. I'm sure there's some in England, probably maybe even bigger and better, but I, I love walking around and just being like, I didn't know they existed. And I love that someone, on oh, board games as well. Years of board games. I love walking around. There's so much like, well, there's so much like uh, progress, it seems, on uh, board games. So that's not what I'm excited about, but I'm generally, as a kind of general mode of, of uh, life, always fairly excited about this place we go there fairly often and um yeah i just i like it's so nice and so the other day we were just looking through um uh drawing books and like Mm -hmm. i love the idea that i'll have the time to spend and to learn drawing and painting or anything visual really i have really good ideas but i know that it's a full-time job really to get into said thing Mm -hmm. um whether it's, you know, learning Blender or 3D up design or anything like that. But I would love to be able to put something visual to music, you know, myself. Um, I just I just don't have the time. Uh, and so what I often do is look through all the books, thinking and dreaming of all the times I'm like, ah, oh, I'd love to sit and Like, I wish I was just, I had the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I have extra no time. Um, so, but I found a book and I'm still kind of falling down the rabbit hole, really uh from a Swedish gentleman called Simon uh Stolenhag and he uh it's called like Tales from the Loop but there was a few different books like Tales from the Flood there was another one that was like Electric something circus, I'm not sure. But I feel like I have seen them on the internet or like um if I'm Something I'm trying to find is like a way to, like for the studio, we're we're in the process of dreaming up, uh, uh, finally really going to town on the studio. And something I'd really like is a way to kind of bring more visual stimulus into the studio. And I know that, and and the problem is, is A, that is uh, difficult. Uh, I don't really Mm -hmm. know like how you would do that rather than like if you had like a poster and that stuff normally isn't so great for your sound treatment. Um, but I find that also inspiring, and I love like looking at something and really taking my time and looking how it was made and what have you. Um, and I use Pinterest a lot for that. Oh, that's great. I'm a very I'm increasingly realizing I'm so much of a visual person, and I just want to. uh, I love falling down rabbit holes of just picture after picture and finding like some art that. It's kind of like similar or close to an idea that I'm thinking of, and it's kind of nice to like a huge part of my process of doing things is just is just kind of daydreaming about how that would feel and being in that situation and just the kind of smell of it and the feeling of it and and maybe some of the how I would feel in that situation or how they would feel, whatever. Um So yeah, this guy, he's got. and I I I, I oh, this is a half re- researched idea, but basically. They're these books, and from what I can tell, now there's a series on Amazon. Tales from the Loop. Yeah. Uh, And there's also a board game, because we found that. But it seems to be this kind of post, uh, or kind of, let's say, mid-apocalyptic time, where it's these kind of, I can describe it as kind of, um, Gregory Crudson, if you know who that is. Um, I do not kind
1: of meets well it's like war of the worlds
0: yes S- yes Star Wars-y. yes gregory Crutzen meets war of the worlds and what i it, it's become a thing i've become really ex- excited about recently or an idea that i it's just kind of been sat there brewing for a really long time i love this idea of like this real juxtaposition and like what's really cool about his works and they're kind of they look painted as far as I can tell, or or, or kind of uh, uh, drawn, I'm pretty sure they're digitally drawn, um, in that there's this kind of cool juxtaposition of like, uh, like, and what? for example, let's rewind. What I really like about Gregory Crudson and what his work is, is that he takes these enormous kind of slice of life pictures. And when I mean by enormous, I mean as in he goes to a town he's very uh, uh, passionate about kind of middle America Um, Mm -hmm. and he will go to a town and he will basically kind of buy (laughs) the use of a street or even like a whole block um, and then painstakingly kind of get actors and, and I mean, and as much as if they want a snowy scene, they will turn that entire street into a snowy scene um, and then for he will take... Purpose? For what purpose? To take this, to take one picture. No. Yes. Um, and for example, he'll take that picture and I think they do the Skrilv, uh Skrilva, uh, silver method. Um, so it's like a huge uh, uh, kind of, very analog, I suppose, uh, uh, mm. uh, way. It's, I think it's silver printing. And they'll do that on top of a crane, uh, for example, and they will have like, it's got a, 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 an, I could only describe as like an aching sense of like, there's like an aching void within all of these pictures. And like, for example, it could just be like, um, it could just be, uh, for example, uh, like a, a super wide shot of a snowy street, like that's the one I particularly remember big snowy street and they literally like it was snowing and they literally like bought out the whole street of this kind of high street and there's like a cinema and like literally in the distance the cinema lights are on and there is one guy standing outside the cinema and then there is a car in the middle of the road and you can Mm -hmm. see where it's driven in the snow but every other there's no other tracks on the on the road it's like pristine amazing and then like there's a cafe um, with one, like a lady behind the thing. And then there's like another store on the other side of the street. And they're the only lights on and it's this very twilight kind of looking light. And obviously mm-hmm. they just took it on this huge camera down one end of the street. It took them, you know, it takes them months uh, to do. Very, very expensive. Um, there's a great film about it, actually. I've forgotten the name of it, but there's a really good film on how they make it. And it's just got this kind of like, like looking at it, like I say, this aching void of a story. It feels like you can like it really pushes you to imagine what's going on. And like some of the, the setup up is so um, like kind of like not visceral, but like it, it kind of like really like pushes you to create a story or wonder what happened there. And like often. Yeah, because
1: I guess it is quite a unique scenario. Enormously. In, for, for it to be real, mm. uh, you kind of go, where are all the rest of the cars? Like where are the rest of the people? Yeah. All the all, like all the, the, kind of, it, the lack of other it things. It would
0: be like a huge, you know, street and there will be like very purposefully, you know, the angle will be set so that you can just see into that cafe window and you can see the lady maybe slunched over the till and you you start making a story up and you can, you're feeling their individual lives and, and the relationship mm-hmm. between them and, and you know, why is the car there and why is he outside the, you know, the cinema and the, even like what's playing and that kind of stuff. Like, And all his pictures are really like that. And there's this just beautiful sense of, almost like a sense of longing uh, within all of them, I find. And Mm. um, yeah, really, really powerful. And so uh, imagine that kind of with like a very kind of, I would say the ones I saw were fairly kind of middle, or or certainly very American looking. Um, But obviously I'm assuming maybe they're even Swedish looking. Um, These kind of regular kind of... Scapes, let's call them landscapes, cityscapes, whatever. But then imagine that with this like juxtaposition of, of a very uh, post-apocalyptic look uh, like a machine or a robot and something that's also very familiar. Like, you know, if you've ever seen art that kind of theorizes what McDonald's might look like in a hundred years time and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And maybe there's a slight comment on our feelings. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, like a, a, a meshing of, of our, our feelings on those. Maybe there's a bit of social commentary on that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of imagine that as a juxtaposition. I just saw it and it's something that I, and it's just like connected loads of dots. There's like so many things I'm excited about. And I'm like, oh, that's that like took four of those dots and went a little bit closer. And like we we're talking sure. about that idea I think even in the last podcast, I was saying about the moon being next to the McDonald's sign, and in mm-hmm. in Dortmund or wherever we were, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, like people are, have more connection with the McDonald's sign than they do the, with the moon." Mm-hmm. And I that, that kind of like that kind of idea, and and there being this kind of huge, you know, there's this kind of very involved uh, a little landscape going on, and then some like huge kind of very you know almost ominous looking creature, and, and there in it being seemingly you know, ignored or like, usually they're quite dilapidated and I I just, I don't know. They're just, it just really like fires off a lot of synapses for me and, and kind of, it was like, I want to swim in this world. I want to, I want to like look at everything and imagine. And I love how cold it is. I love how there is a, like a, like a, there's a, it's like, there's a story going on, but I'm just seeing a bit of it, you know, And, 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 and that whole picture is really telling me the story. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I mean, this only happened yesterday and I've yet to kind of follow up on it, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be buying his books, but yeah, just, and I'm like, Oh, I'd love to be able to make that something I could feel. I'd love to be able to see it, you know, like I, mean, sure I could ain't. get a big yeah. screen or something, but I'd love to be able to like really look at it and, and work. I think that would just be so exciting for me. Um, so if anyone has any sweet ideas, other than buying a huge screen, um, to just show <laughs> Pinterest on, um, I really love that idea of 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 having that kind of stimulus. I I just I I love the idea of trying to get into that mode and 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 like I say, I love just sort of swimming in a in a in a worldscape. You know, Mm -hmm.
1: Um, well from the one you just um, tales from the thingy, mm. um, even just from a Google image search has such a nice yeah yeah has such a nice look to it. So warm, but Mm -hmm. also kind of scary in a way, I guess, yeah, to about yeah. what's actually happening. But
0: no one's scared. That's what's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that it's, there's a kind of a foreboding, like a, there's a, I don't know, like a weight to them. Is mm. that how I would describe it? Um, mm. It's uh, very artistic. Uh, yeah, really cool. And I, I feel like I've seen it on Pinterest. I feel like I've definitely come across, because that would be entirely, like kind of like Death Stranding, if you're familiar with Death Stranding, like that's kind of a cool kind of uh, juxtaposition and, and, um, kind of the 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 uh, kind of an, uh, normal with very unnormal or surreal mm-hmm. uh, um, kind of nature to it. But, um, but yeah, and some of the composition of some of the things I saw, like even the way they were laid out in the book, some really cool ideas he was playing with light and kind of perspective as well. Um, in, and I, I, I don't know if it's part of I'm us. Assu- I'm assuming it's a story, If, if it, or it's been adapted to a, a story if it's on Amazon, but apparently there's a series. Um, okay. So that... Um, I hope that's good because it could ruin everything. But I, I would um I would hope so. But um but yeah, that's that's um that's my pick for this week. How about you, Matthew?
1: Nice. My pick is something musical. Mm-hmm. And so, for those who listen regularly, I my new technique, maybe this is a technique big based, I say technique, a method whatever. This is based on the fact. That currently, I have nowhere to listen to vinyl. Um, not quite there. However, on my phone, either on a Bluetooth speaker or in my car, equally Bluetooth. So How when is the walk, car? Get... I thought it was uh, dead. No, it's not dead. It, oh. it was. It was a little bit poorly after my trip because it kind of sat around for a long time. Oh, right. um, but now I've given it a lot of love but then a few more things have broken oh. but that's
0: this is part but of the you can course. still sit in it and listen to music <laughs> still listen to it
1: <laughs> yeah listen to music that's what you and mean take sh- and take short journeys okay um, but yeah if if you have an old car this is just you always have a list of 10 things which are wrong with it and that, that never goes down and just one will go off and another one will come that's off that's it so um, can you smell
0: that you know that kind of game <laughs> that's when you're a real dad you can be in someone else's car and you would be like you know your exhaust is blowing don't you and then they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what, no? And you're like, yeah. Yeah,
1: all that clutch is on the way out.
0: <laughs> it's going to be pricey. That's really growing old. That's the true yeah, price exactly. of growing old. You exactly. get to be that guy.
1: Yeah, but rather than being younger and going,
0: oh, what? <laughs> 500 quid. 500 quid, can't <laughs> well, just leave you know, it? you like, like, oh, you knew it was, but you've just been ignoring it. You're like, hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. when I turn it on again, it'll have just gone away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I was in, I went to the supermarket the other day and um, it was really hot mm. and I got, I was in my car and I like you know I love that I had my music on on you know Bluetooth for my phone arm on the window just loving life you know cruising about 30 mile an hour here we go and (laughs) I was like this is a great day got to supermarket (laughs) went to wire my window up and it just went (coughs) And a big something <laughs> fell off. And then my window was like on this really jaunty angle of the glass. Love it. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. And uh, managed to get it closed. And then on the way home, I was like, I am so hot because I can't open this again. Mm. So that's just a day in the life of owning old car.
0: You're just going back to manual. Was it? You know, well, they well, no, no, like,
1: you no. Know? No, no, no. It's a manual winding window. Oh, and it's just
0: lost. It but it just, just, it just
1: yeah, broke. So it's all fun. luckily I managed to close it and kind of sure. the, the double hand technique like that sure yeah.
0: sure sure. well at least if it is um, like manual at least you, there is a case of you can sort of bodge it for a bit
1: oh yeah it's just one of those things it. where you're
0: just like oh it's fine you know exactly sometimes exactly. It, I, I've definitely experienced where you can kind of wind it down and, and it's like not going down for a bit and then you're like don't worry you can kind of wiggle it down again and then uh-huh. wind it back up and kind of just shuffle it back up again. You can do that, yeah. There's little always a the risk. There'll be a cornflakes is, packet maybe you know, <laughs> wedge something it falling it. down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the risk that if you end up somewhere and you can't get the window to close again. Sure. It's like, "Oh man, someone's going to get in my car." Well,
0: or you pay play, play the game where sleep. you're just like there's nothing in the car and no one going to steal this. <laughs> no so, one you, you know, it's like just leave it unlocked. Do you know what I mean? It's just Yeah,
1: it, it's you know. weird because it, when you love something, it's quite easy to assume <laughs> that
0: everyone feels the same.
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. Most people probably go, "What on earth is that?" Yeah. Um anyway, that's not what I'm excited about. Mm. I'm actually the opposite of excited. But yeah. um I was driving around on shuffle and this is the thing, mm. I keep actually from the podcast there's been so many recommendations that I are fantastic, but the yeah. only way to digest it is to kind of just shuffle it between sure. stuff you already know. Yeah. So you're like, oh my God, what's this? Um, but a band I heard about a few years ago kind of listened to a little bit, but didn't delve into, I'd say properly to mm. my, on my scale, um, a band called Black Midi who you might hmm. have heard of. And maybe their name popped up more recently because they released uh, a new record, I think, quite recently. Or an EP, apparently, okay. in March. Um, and they've got an album up this year. But they had their debut album, Schlagenheim, uh, spelled in the German. It looks German. Yeah, I'd say it's German. Hmm. Um, I don't know what it means.
0: But... Well, oh, Heim? Home? Something home? Yeah, Schlagenheim. Schlagenheim. Anne? (laughs) Anne,
1: please type in the comments what this means. In the future. In the future comments. Um, But yeah, it came on, the the opening track from that album came on the other day and I was like, whoa. And it's the first time I've kind of given it, it's, okay, for those who don't know Black Midi, it's kind of chaotic Post punky, alt rocky, uh, noise rock. I've seen it described as, uh, it's very energetic guitar music mm-hmm. and great drumming, very jagged, angular, but not, not kind of discordant. Uh, guitars. Uh, the guy's voice reminds me of some mix of, uh, Benjamin Clementine, if you know him. David Bowie and Anthony Anthony and the Johnsons okay. it's like a pluminess, huh a plumminess to it plummy yeah. I, maybe I don't know what that means but, but um it's definitely like it's so unique okay. and maybe that was sometimes that can be a obstacle I want, yeah like a barrier to entry a little bit it's like whoa did not see that coming mm-hmm. um and then with a bit of time you kind of you get it mm-hmm. and it clicks and the other day I really got it. Um, this opening track came on and I gave it, I gave it time and I'm really glad because it does a jagged thing and then it all kind of falls down the stairs in the middle mm-hmm. and then literally, and then the last bit is so worth the wait of just how okay. it all kind of comes together. mm mm-hmm um i've been quite vague but i think you should just listen to the song it's it's the best thing to do for everyone listening um but yeah so good and i was like okay this is fantastic why did i not the first album so this album was out in 2019 like why did i not listen more so i've been sessioning that album quite a lot and really really enjoying it it's um yeah it's it's just very good very good very unique Sounds like loads of other stuff that you probably know.
0: What's going to say? Does it? I've got a feeling. Is it? Would it be like Rolo Tomassi with a cleaner? Oh, I say it's more
1: NME than Rolo Tomassi.
0: Okay, because the like idea of more, Black MIDI is is that it's like you know, like you paint a picture with MIDI. The idea oh is really? like you know, you filled it's every note. You know, if you look at the MIDI piano roll on yeah. the DAW, that I thought that was the idea, isn't it? Is that like it's like you're you, you know whereas you if you made a nice piano thing, well you filled like, it blah blah blah. yeah that you're like
1: nice you made like a big cloud oh, I've never heard that before
0: I thought that Fine, I, so just, I thought that was the idea of what like, I mean, maybe. Someone said, oh it's like you know like, like oh god that piano part uh, you is really complicated amazing they're like oh you should see the thing it's like black mini do you know what I mean like
1: Got yeah, got you. I, th- I think so, that,
0: that's the bumblebee. And my the more
1: notes, the more noise. So yeah, I guess that's yeah, I, I'd say that relates to kind of I, I see what you mean by the rollo thing. Um I def- Rolo are more um well, heavier by okay. a long stretch. This is more okay, this so is they're jagged. Not heavy. They're heavy, but not in a seven string way. They're it's not heavy. It's noisy. Okay. okay. So it's more—it's more punk heavy, like but as in post-punk.
0: Okay. What, what's so, the lineup? Yeah. Do you know?
1: Uh, no, but I can tell you. Please. It is vocals. Oh. No way. Yes. Why? The okay. I thought the. So it looks like the singer plays guitar and bass another person sings, plays bass, synth samples and guitar. There's a drummer who just drums. And then... Lazy. Another guy who does guitar and occasional lead vocals. So lots of people okay. sing and play guitar. It sounds quite swappy. I need to watch some videos, to be honest, to really kind mm. of understand the whole uh, occasion. But, um, yeah, it's it's really recommended. I think it did quite well commercially and I think it was quite okay. well hyped and stuff. Um so I'm a little bit behind the curve here, but I remember hearing all the kind of the buzz around it. Um, but yeah, it's something that I just really recommend if you like the sound of my very vague description.
0: Okay. Love it. What's the name of the record?
1: Schlagenheim.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah. You said, yeah. Okay. Schlag- I
1: did. Okay. And then their second album is coming out this year and it's called Puppy Love. Uh, like I'm- Hellfire. It's out on
0: 15th of July. Schlager—that's gonna really annoy me, isn't like so like like for example. Then what's Großschlager? That's like if that's big. Surely something. that's big lager. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's just lager, lager time. Maybe it's just. Can beer I have a big
1: lager, please? Look it up, Matt. Go I am. I'm, I'm, I'm. Google okay. translating right now. Schlagenheim. Um, lager house, beer house. Eng- German to English. Schla- lager is
0: lager is a lager is like a cupboard, like a storage place. A larder. No, lager, if you see that in Germany.
1: Oh, apparently Schlagenheim means beat home.
0: I wasn't... Okay. <laughs> so it's I wasn't quite. so far off.
1: Maybe that's that might be quite like a literal translation. It sure. might mean something slightly more nuanced. Sure. Like broken home p- paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> Schlagen. I'm going to Google it. Schlagenheim meaning and it means oh it's a debut album by this band okay uh no it's beat house oh reddit thank you here we go here Thanks, we go Thanks,
0: Reddit. i like reddit actually recently Do you know it's the best
1: mm. oh and more or less means to hit home
0: so let's see like uh, when something really hits, something home. hits home okay oh there you go I'm sure And is just living she's Ca- like she's full on caps, caps locks by now just do this
1: niche Deutsch. oh dear oh there you go how yeah. exciting oh nice um, going, man yeah it's cool i like music these days i think it's um I, I i i say this and we've said it loads but the amount of music we have discovered through this podcast yeah man is silly some of my favorite music of the last like two years has been through this podcast. So for that was thank you.
0: Yeah. Shout out Discord. Hey Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even just in general, just like, um, it's really nice. People are like, hey, check this out. Have you heard about this? I think we've all had a kind of like, no. You know, even if it's just like deluxe box set of this. So yeah, come come hang out and uh find your own uh box set. You everyone go. has a box set that appeals to them they just don't know what it is yet do you know what I mean exactly number one on
1: your Christmas list right. just get it in early
0: that's it there's there's a box set for everyone
1: yeah. <laughs> yep that is a, a wonderful thing <laughs> <laughs> anyway box today today we're going to talk all about uh, recording as in but specifically home recording mm. um, many of you are musicians out there we are too. Um, so we thought we just kind of talk about it's a big it's a big topic and it's a big I think these days it's quite a key part of being a a musician you know God Essential. are the days of just having your um your combo in the corner and your guitar
0: but well but it, and as well as a process so I don't know
1: well, what inspired
0: to, you to uh this was your suggestion is it off the back of your um, recent uh, uh, sojourn or your establishing sau-jeune. of a home? Um,
1: actually, it's been in my head because yeah, I'm I've, again not to bang on about it, but I've been renovating a house for the last couple of years. It's um,
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get it.
1: But I'm sat in it right now, and um, over the years, I've been, you know, you buy you buy a guitar, and then someone's like, oh, well, what about? this and this and you gradually add to this kind of pile of stuff and then you learn what's necessary what was just maybe an impulse buy that you don't really need or what you like what you don't like Mm. um but yeah in this house my partner's a musician too so we wanted a space and we're lucky enough to have a room to dedicate to to music Mm. um and i actually i bought some acoustic panels about a year ago um that i'm gonna put up Apparently, I need about 10 times more. And we've had this chat before as well. I need 10 times more than I've got. But, you know, it's a start. So Mm. um, shout out to, what are they called? G.I.K., who make great acoustic panels. Sure. There you go. Um, Yeah, and actually, they have a free, not to plug them loads, but they have a free acoustic uh, consultation service thing. So I've been emailing this dude who's being kind of asked loads of questions about my room specifically. Mm. And then, because I had some questions, because it's got a slopey sides, Mm -hmm. slopey ceiling, how that affects where you put stuff. Anyway, so he's been recommending me things. So it's been on my mind in that sense. Um, So yeah, trying to kind of set this up to be conducive to being, um, I guess not only recording stuff that sounds good. um, And again, that's a process. So, um, lots of learning for me as well along the way um, but also a space and this is something uh, my partner's really keen on is that we have somewhere that's really inspiring to be you know look out the window and write about the view or whatever mm-hmm. you're thinking about do you know what I mean somewhere that's not just full of stuff and it's quite easy to accumulate a lot of gear mm-hmm. uh, which is the eternal I don't know enthusiasts game and um, so yeah, I've got these acoustic panels. have now, I think, I've got a definitive answer on where I'm going to put them, uh, and then a shopping list for the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's been, it's been, I think since I can't even remember when, but you know, you start playing guitar, and then someone goes, "Oh, have you heard of Logic?" <laughs> Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh what to do? Oh or, or even garage band, you know, oh you can record yourself. Oh cool. Yeah. How'd you do that? Um and it kind of all stems from there. And then you can quite you can, quite easily you can end up with a like a a simple setup that mm. you can make a sound. In fact, if just with a computer, really, you can make music mm. or even a phone these days. Um But yeah, I guess depending on it's it's a quite an easy subject and I'm sure you found this too uh quite easy to get a lot of stuff and overwhelm yourself with stuff and kind of f- we talked a bit about this in our guitar podcast uh, the other day but um I think it's always important with this stuff is to remember what the goal is and maybe that was your question why did you kind of oh why did you decide to talk about this mm. you were saying
0: What oh, I'm seeing was um, on your mind
1: yeah, exactly. It was. Um, so yeah, and that's where that's, you are. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, so I'm trying to. I'm trying to kind of without explaining like exactly what I've got going on and getting too technical about it. I kind of wanted to just preface things a little bit. Um, cause also I'm always conscious with this kind of stuff. It's, I don't think it's a case of buy stuff and you can make music. It's mm. the, the goal. And I think the goal for a lot of musicians is to make music, mm. right? Um, the availability of like home studio equipment, um, and home technology is obviously increased loads and loads in mm. the last years. So you don't need to go to a recording studio to make, to record your music. However, I mean, you can rent a recording stu- studio for what a few hundred quid a day, mm-hmm. and come out with a record. Um, but you can go down a path of spending hours and days and weeks of your time um, and thousands of pounds potentially on you know lots of gear for your home studio, mm-hmm. uh, which can you know. And it's it's I, I really don't think that the recording studio is redundant in that sense because sometimes just going somewhere and having a a place to record something Mm -hmm. and you've, you've ticked the box, you've made music, Mm -hmm. um, potentially doing things at home, you can end up going on a massive mission and with, with little to show in terms of music. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's, I think that's, I mean, kind of a lot to unpack, but yeah, like I think on that divide between, you know, it's a very different thing. I mean, you know, the idea of recording yourself, I mean, that that can become uh it's an it can be an enormous black hole, you know, even mm-hmm. even now to this day. And 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 obviously like you, know, you only need to look at a uh, an interface online and I'm sure you'll be greeted with every uh Instagram thing of how to finish your songs and how to da and that and it's it's really common, you know, moving from uh, a performer or writer to to you know producing your own work, you know then then there comes like a lot of disciplines along with that you know myself included you know mm-hmm. uh, since uh, uh, I had a passionate interest in it and and I studied it at college and then um, I kind of became more involved in the writing thing and 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 the, you know and and even just the nature of what I was doing was very much doing things in the room. Mm -hmm. So I kind of sort of stepped, well not stepped away, but as in, I just stopped needing to, and it was only really, you know, via making demos that I became more and more interested in as kind of broadened my scopes. Then I kind of fell into doing production. And then, you know, since the band that's kind of been my full-time focus is, is getting up to scratch really. Um, and kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, um, trying to kind of find my feet in that world as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah like i think uh and we should kind of i feel like we should find a place to start cuz i feel like i'm i feel like i'm yeah. floundering in the middle but like i think yeah definitely like uh, uh and again like an interesting conversation i had um with a friend who's a songwriter mm-hmm. um is um how you know a lot of these traditional methods that are kind of like a band would spend however long in a studio months in a studio, years in the studio. Um, and even, you know, the idea of, of really to some degree, like, Oh, come into the studio and we'll do X, Y, and Z like mm-hmm. with the technology now, you know, where, and certainly like back to this conversation that I had, they were saying since this guy's a, a songwriter, you know, Generally, kind of comes on board to kind of do top line writing and and kind of brings it to a foolish song, and then obviously then mm-hmm. that goes to their producer and they kind of move on from there. Um, and he was saying like since like the whole Billie Eilish thing and the idea that you know they made that album and not that that hadn't been hadn't been been doing hadn't been happening for a very long time, but Billie Eilish really kind of championed that and really brought it to a head and obviously what well, was
1: in making it music at home on a laptop yeah with her brother grammy award winning yeah.
0: yeah and you know even um like more recently looking at like bring me the horizon and, and kind of when they were working on that music during lockdown and you know very unideal uh circumstances and you know again it comes down to things like oh they didn't have an acoustically appropriate room and you know they were holding the mic and they didn't know about you know unity gain and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and leaving leaving headroom like the, you can hear the mic like, clipping to hell mm-hmm. all the kind of things that you know you would be steered away from or you know you would blush at the sight of um you know like like they've just made hit records with with that you know and and that's now everyone's like oh i can just do it myself you know and it really made that it seems to have made within that scene anyway made it very popular and this idea mm-hmm. that you know the idea of the big studio it's been a thing that's been like kind of dying for a while, you know, or struggling anyway. Um, This idea of, of, you know, going in, I I think like the, a few things that are really stuck within studios, like more like bigger recordings, like drums and orchestras Mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff. But I mean, like guitar technology, bass technology, Vocals, like all this kind of stuff, you can do it at home on headphones. You know, like the mm-hmm. digital amp thing is incredible. Um, like I say, uh, well, and more recently, guitar plugins. Which, well, exactly, exactly. Like I, I mean, I've got, I've gone from, you know, obviously I have my amps, but then the uh, impulse response, uh, and then on to using just the plugins themselves. Like they, the uh, like the the neural ones. I've I've tried, I've, uh, and I've tried like the Kemper's and um, oh, the other one, Fractal. Like, um, and they're all kind of inching closer and closer all the time. And um, and certainly with the impulse response thing, like just solves so many headaches of recording. I like that's the, even like practicing and stuff like that. Like that's such a big mountain to overcome. Um, oh, sure. You know, and it's,
1: it's, I think, well, the age old question, uh, when I was growing up anyway, was, the, it's the turn it down question. Yeah. <laughs> turn it down. Everything was too loud. So mm-hmm. you're at home and wanting to get good at guitar mm-hmm. um or just play it and your equipment means it's very loud and mm-hmm. it annoys everyone. Mm-hmm. Um so there's so much technology now which enables that to be quieter and mm-hmm. still sound good because yeah. that's always the conundrum. Um and it'll be fatiguing,
0: well, I think as well. Like that was another thing I always found that was like there was those things, but like wearing headphones it was like awkward and like fatiguing on your ears. Like it wasn't made for that mm-hmm. environment. Whereas like I say, mm-hmm. yeah, with the plugins and, and, and like, even you get the, I know Vox do one. I think Roland do one. Like the, is the air, which is like, like the wireless like a, headphones. Yeah. Like a, like a, Oh yeah. Like a key ring almost, you know, like pop that in your guitar. And yeah. You like got wireless, wireless headphones. Yeah. 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 You know, like that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a dream you know like it's noise is so like we live on top of each other Mm -hmm. we live so on top of each other now that noise even venues like you know i remember the boiler Oom, um like in uh guildford um all the problems that that place had and it's just like that venue's been there forever and and obviously the residents are kind of gradually (laughs) encroaching further and further on that space even sure. venues are having issues now. Oh, endless venues, it, it, certainly in, in our yep. time, I feel like so many have closed because of mm-hmm. noise complaints and uh, going to the council. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's such an issue. Um, that you know, technology is not only affordable, but like kind of in a place where like it sounds pretty good, you know. In, in as much as that, looking at touring even again or anything like that, I think you know the idea of, of just having my stuff plugged into an, like an IR cab or something and that going straight into my ears. Like, whereas mm-hmm. before I hated the sound of my guitar. I, I just wanted guitar loud and behind me. And I would still have a tiny bit in my ears to, uh, to, but I, I just was like this, this, you know, if I, the, these mics sound nowhere near as good as where I'm standing right now. If you I know see. What I mean. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, and like all of the, and again, that comes with its own problems, you know, like, all that noise and, and you know, it's bad for the mix and all this kind of stuff. And then you have the endless fight with sound guys. So like, you know, that, that's a h- whole thing Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, there's an argument now, like the whole, even the silent disco thing, like I feel like since COVID everything is a, uh, kind of ri- a write off, you know, like, yeah. So everything's like up could,
1: for a kind of renegotiation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, what if you had did a silent disco, but it was a gig, you know, like mm-hmm. you could, you could kind of do that now. Like I would say electronic drums are kind of uh, there to some degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be what singing I think would be the only thing that. Yeah. But um, I mean,
1: someone singing isn't, if you were with acoustic drums and, you know, big amps, yeah. you'd never hear the singer. So sure. it's definitely the quietest element. Um, But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And uh, it does, it does feel like a, as for a free musician now, not only do you kind of learn your instrument or your primary instrument, if you play more than one, mm. um, and then have something you can play at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, maybe if you're a guitarist, you'll have a guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're an electric guitarist, you'll need some kind of amp or potentially not. Maybe mm-hmm. you play straight into your laptop, um, but I feel like it'd be nice to kind of explore like the bare essentials of what would be, because I think it's changed since we started playing guitar. Normously. Um Yeah. But the, um the bare essentials of what would be what you'd see in if you were starting out now.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel like almost every month, like there's a, a better, uh, or, or 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 something that's kind of doing even more. Like I think interfaces even in in the last couple of years. Like I know the uh, the Arturia, like the Audio Fuse and stuff like that. And I think um, Teenage Engineering brought out a, a little guy. Even like mm-hmm. the Zooms that we have and stuff like that. Like those little portable recorders. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is now kind of interfaceable. Um, and as well, like I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. If you were going to spend no money, mm-hmm. Garage Band. I mean, you'd need a Mac to, to have that, right?
1: You would need a Mac. Is, I'm assuming there's a Windows equivalent, but you'd need, I guess you'd need, yeah, a DAW, so mm. re- recording software, mm. something to plug your guitar into, i.e. an interface mm. that plugs into your laptop, and then because the question for me, I remember when first getting GarageBand Mm -hmm. was the, how do I make my guitar? If I plug my guitar direct in, Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound very good. (laughs) Sure. like you know, but maybe, yeah, it was, it was a thing. Um, But now you could uh, conceivably buy like a Neural DSP plugin Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or someone else. Um, Or even, I was going to say every DAW I'm, pretty sure comes with some form of of uh, amp software um mm-hmm. i know ableton certainly does i'm pretty sure logic does as well mm-hmm. um and certainly like there are tons so yeah maybe um, let's see if we can kind of like nail this down into something formative so starting out right i think your first point of call is some kind of laptop or computer whether that's your family computer mm-hmm. um or whether that's um like i say your own laptop um, there's a whole different camp of like Mac PC, like fight kind of thing. I think both have their, um, positives and both have their negatives. Um, Mac, I would say is very fully formed. Um, it's kind of, uh, a little more user friendly, I would, uh, say coming into something like this, uh, first time around GarageBand um, is, uh, free, uh, on the Mac but obviously there's a big barrier to entry in that it's quite a lot of money. Yeah, Max are expensive. Yeah. And also that's in all cases, whether you, you, you know, you're going big or small, you're kind of stuck with what you've got. And to their credit, they, they really do last a long time. You know, I, mm-hmm. I got, I think I got my first laptop in 2011 and I still, it still is alive and kicking today and I can still, you know, sure. Can it, can I even open uh, Adobe Premiere? No, but I can. Uh, <laughs> but I can um, run Ableton and, and do. You know, I can do work on there completely fine. Well, I'm, um, I'm
1: running this right now on a 2015 MacBook. There so, you go.
0: You know, seven pretty years historic. Ago. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But they 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 do last, and I would say reliability is pretty high. But yeah, big barrier to entry. Um, Garage brand, you could say, is is on there straight away. I'm I'm hundred percent sure there's a Windows version of some mm-hmm. kind, or at least some kind of free. Is reason free? I can't remember. Um we can look this up. There'll be a big okay. flashing thing saying what it is right now. Um on the other side of things, obviously PC, much cheaper. Um, I would say as far as your only real specs that you're looking for, is like something with as much RAM as you can get, really, and and, and a and a fairly decent CPU, but kind of RAM is the thing that's going to be really uh, uh, taxed uh, um, Mm -hmm. uh, basically. And if you think of RAM as like petrol for your car, the more (laughs) you have, the more you can use, the further you can go. It's kind of basically using it. You're spending points. Every plugin you open is using a tiny little bit of, of that RAM. And obviously, um, you know, you want to ideally be able to create fairly freely and obviously any sample instruments or any, Like famously, all the like kind of string sample instruments, uh, drum sample, all those kind of things eat up a fair amount of RAM and CPU. So, um, Mm -hmm. graphics cards, not really so important, but definitely a a decent CPU and a decent amount of RAM. Personally, I would say, like, if you can, like, aim for like 32 gig of RAM and that Mm -hmm. you're in a pretty, pretty great uh, uh, place. Um, But I think most kind of starter. You're looking from eight to sixteen, I would say. Uh, you, but the good thing about the PC is that you can you can put that RAM in yourself. You can literally update that. Um, and um, some a lot of computers maybe come with eight or sixteen, and they'll maybe have enough slots for you to upgrade it to thirty two, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, RAM to buy is pretty sim, is pretty cheap and pretty available. Memory Doctor, I seem to remember being a good site for that. Um, nice. And you can upgrade that yourself. Obviously, even if it's the family computer, um, again, that's kind of fairly easy to upgrade. And, you know, even if you had your family computer and you just wanted to put in some more RAM or you wanted to, you know, uh, upgrade it, you can do that. Whereas, obviously, with the Mac, you can't. They're Mm. way cheaper, uh, way more available. And
1: And also, don't underestimate, with all this, the second-hand music gear is the best thing ever.
2: Sure, Um, Even secondhand
1: Macs. Exactly yeah you save yeah. you save so much cash and um still find people look at I'd say people in the most part look after the music gear yeah. um given that it's it's quite a specialist really mm. um it's it's quite a um yeah i i I've, I've bought and sold so many guitar pedals mm. so many amps
0: and uh yeah and, and the savings are great absolutely um so yeah i think like kind of from that point as we've said, we're looking for a digital audio workstation or DAW. Mm. Um, there's a ton of free ones. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Reason is free. Um, I think the big hitters. I'm going to check it right now. Are you've got um, Cubase? Um, you've got Logic, which uh, only runs on a Mac. But again, is for what you're getting. Once you've got the Mac, I think it's about two hundred pounds or dollars right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You get so much um i'll tell you it's almost actually one of the cheapest for the amount of function that you get um with it uh um and i for example i bought logic in 2011 and i i think i even paid a hundred pounds uh, for it um and it's still all the way back then all the wow. way back then and I, i'm still reaping those rewards um uh ableton has kind of a few tiers I think there's one that's about 80 euros. It's like an intro. You can get like, there's a a free-ish version um, with a very kind of limited uh, function set, but it is free. Um, And then it goes up into different, I think there's standard and sweet, um, with sweet really coming with uh, the lion's share of kind of plugins and um, also the Max for Live um, kind of element comes with that as well. But Mm -hmm. again, uh, Ableton, super user-friendly. There's tons in there for like making... uh, um, making music tons of software instruments and everything that comes with it and they're all really high quality um personally i, I love ableton um i used to use logic a lot but ableton from the kind of music i make seem to make a lot more sense mm. um and then obviously then there's pro tools which has become the industry standard but is probably by far the most expensive
1: That's very expensive yeah
0: um you can either do like a monthly uh payment um or you can, um, and it still barely exists, that you can buy it outright for, I think, about £600. Um, And again, um, each of them really kind of excel in their own areas. And obviously, I know there's people saying right now, there's probably some more, but I'd say they're maybe the big big four. Um, For example, um, Logic is, I would say, a pretty good all-rounder. Like, it has really good stuff for kind of manipulation, some good instruments on there. Um, But it's also um, a really nice kind of platform for just, Recording and doing multi-track recordings, uh, Ableton is very in the box. It's kind of meant more for electronica, I suppose. But for me, it, it's like for like creating sounds and sound design. For me, it's like the the best by by far, and, and the kind of elements that are sort of built into it are amazing. It's also very low on CPU uh, use, so it's really really good for like engineering live shows. So if you're thinking of kind of creating um, a, a, a live show that you want to. Uh, um, Uh, run on uh, a session run on a laptop or whatever Um, like that Ableton's a really good um, uh, Mm -hmm. really good software for that and you can run it on like tiny like on nothing and it's really really great for for doing that and then obviously Pro Tools the best analogy I can think of that is to think of it as like a tape machine there's not so many functions but what it does it does really well Um, and so it's made for big multi-track big sessions and so like again if you're just a band and you want to record your band um, and, you know, record all the drums with a million mics and all that kind of stuff. It's perfect. Um, I know a lot of people who actually swear by the MIDI on it. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, I've not. And again, they all, amazingly, they are all quite different in how they work. They do the same thing at their heart, but it's amazing actually how jarring it can be to switch um, the AW and and all the uh, shortcuts and Typically, kind of
1: pe- people, everyone I know, kind of has a favorite, and they've, sure. for whatever reason, maybe it's just the first one they found or whatever. Um, but they kind of stick with it mm. and know know how it works really well, mm-hmm. and then can because because there is, it's kind of like uh, a big blank canvas in mm. that all the all all of these, even with Garage Band, for instance, something or something more entry level, it's it's as big or as complex as you want to make it. You can, you can build a giant symphony if mm. you want. Uh, or, you, know, you probably could record an orchestra. But, um, but equally, you can just record a demo at home or, or whatever. So it, it, yeah, there's a lot of blank space, mm-hmm. um, which can be intimidating. But yeah, like you say, they're all the same kind of conceptually.
0: Yeah, obviously they're they're all recording software, uh, but they like I say they've been adopted and and kind of um, and adapted by by mm-hmm. certain not genres but styles. For example, I, I have Ableton, um, but uh, I uh, well I have I do have Pro Tools as well for. Uh, I get a lot of work, and they use uh, uh, Pro Tools. And again, sometimes, for example, like with podcasts and stuff like that, it's much better to use something like Pro Tools because I just don't need the functionality that Ableton has. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of scoring uses uh, Pro Tools as well because it's really, really good for kind of moving things around. And it's really, again, it's one of those things that's really built for uh, using with video as well. Like the the integration is really, really good. So again, there's like pros and cons kind of across the land. But yeah, Pro Tools, I'm pretty sure Pro Tools is the most expensive to get into. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure, but they do do a kind of uh, versions. Um, Same for Ableton. And then I think Logic is just kind of one cost. Cubase, I think, is also similar in that I think you can buy it outright. I don't think there's a subscription service. But I think that again, like Ableton, there are kind of tiers that you can buy into
1: and I couldn't find if Reason was free, but you can get your first month for a quid.
0: So, Not bad. There you Not go. Not bad. And to be honest, like for what, like, you know, it, it, it is very cyclical and it's something I say to I'm blue in the face, but I feel like it's just something that you don't really appreciate until you get to that point. And in a weird way, you kind of need to like go through those hoops to get there, but it's really easy to go like, I can't do this because I haven't got X. And Sure, the people that really change the game are the people that do it when they haven't got x mm-hmm. and for example like even just a laptop and a daw like you can you can the world is yours like you, yep. there and there are so many incredible things out there for you to that are free you know or you can utilize mm-hmm. um you know and, and i people think people like igloo ghost and stuff like that I, I, I you know i think is like exemplary in that like the music he makes and his style of production is just, is blowing people's minds at the moment. And he's just going from strength to strength. And all he's got is an imagination and a DAW and very little understanding of music. And mm-hmm. yet he is just breaking those rules because those rules don't exist to him. He, he He's just kind of going through and, and just creating this entire world with his laptop. And that's, you know, that's literally like a, a, a MacBook and himself, let alone, you know, speakers and an interface and all this kind of, like you can still plug your headphones into the laptop or your desktop. There's always a Mm -hmm. headphones input. Usually the headphones input doubles as a a mic input on, on it it does on Macs on PCs. There's usually a mic input of some kind on a, on a desktop if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you can use that, you know, classic mini Jack uh, to big Jack, all that kind of stuff. Plug your guitar into that, that, that still will function completely fine. Um, well,
1: it's, it's, I think that's probably the most important point straight away mm-hmm. is that it's like the classic Kurt Cobain having the cheap pawn shop guitar mm-hmm. and, and the worst, well, just not expensive or boutique kind of equipment. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's very easy to get sidetracked by that. But also what you said about um, making the best of what you've got, there's a, I mean, use a I don't know, a cello plugin for and play a play the drums through it sure. you can just just because something says it is what it is you can just you can just try stuff mm-hmm. you know make it make of it what you will if you think it sounds cool and i think that's the most if everyone who played guitar played through the same plugin we'd all sound the same exactly Do you know what i mean yeah um there is a I think because there's some established norms these days, because mm-hmm. popular music has been around long enough. There's some some kind of they almost feel like givens, or they're almost established norms, where oh, this is a good guitar sound, this is a bad guitar sure. sound, and uh, and you know, similarly throughout all instruments. Um, but there's no rules, and there shouldn't be any rules, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with With this kind of ability, as as a musician, it was almost easier when, if you you know you have your guitar and you have your amp and you go, "Oh, I've I've written something I think sounds cool," Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it to someone else to just capture it. Sure, Um, that was almost easier because you just think about your expression, your Mm -hmm. song, your uh, your output, Um, and it's up to someone else to kind of work out how to capture it. And I remember even like the earliest recordings I was involved in, I had no idea about studios, but I thought it was I thought they were the coolest place ever. Um you know, you walk in and it's you really you you're really doing something, you know, mm-hmm. and there's um and then when you hear back what you've imagined, best feeling ever. Um and trying, yeah, is it, I think the challenge always is, is trying to stay true to that original idea, mm. and I almost think with the blank canvas um, of a, a DAW like recording software, you can do anything. You can put anything in those boxes, and you can. You, oh, I've got maybe a thousand plugins mm. um, or different sounds for different instruments, and you're like, I only need one or five. Mm. There's a, there's almost a complete. It's not even complex. It's the wrong word. It's just you can get stuck by option paralysis, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And give yourself too many options. And there's many famous phrases about limitation and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, creating good art or whatever. Um, but I really, really think it's true, especially with all this stuff. And maybe I'm speaking from more of a personal place because I do, you know.
0: No, I think it's the hardest thing to balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I regularly um, I find a lot of the people who I... You know, oh, I teach or, or, you know, a lot of the questions I get through my Patreon are people trying to balance the, the two, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, you know, for someone like myself, um, you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say perfectionist is relevant. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and you have to learn how to swap hats and, and very much put in, I put in kind of rules, which change, you know as regularly as my mind, um, you know, as to, to working on things and, and, you know, I can very easily get obsessed about the sound of one kick drum and spend the whole day on that. And then realize I got nothing near as much as I wanted to get done. Um, Mm. but I wanted to hear that specific sound. And, and again, you know, there becomes a time management and they become, um, even, you know, somewhat there was, you know, this idea that the producer is there, you know, to kind of mediate as well. Like a, a lot of, there's a kind of the, forgotten function in there where like you know I've w- done sessions with people and you know they're like oh I've recorded it myself and then we're going to send it to you guys and you um kind of add your fairy dust to it and like you know often we're like oh you needed a producer like to balance this like okay you know even just as a as a as a balancing act as as someone to just say to be, to be sort of dad in the situation really and be like, hey, you mm-hmm. know what you're playing there? It's a bit much. And like, you're kind of overplaying this bit. And like mm-hmm. within a band, that can sometimes be quite a hard pill to swallow or like even just like, hey, you know this bit here? I know you love it, but it's not really serving the song. And like, I think this bit's really strong and this bit's really strong, but I think this middle part, it's not really doing the the song justice you're not really getting the most out of the song and that can be a really hard thing to swallow and and even just as a songwriter you know your aspirations can kind of get in the way of writing something good or or just even i mean you know even situations of 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 personnel management you know it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a tough thing and you know i've definitely you know friends with many people including myself who've been the producer and the Artist, a musician, yeah, and that—that's a hard element within the band. Sometimes, within a band, anyway. Sometimes, and you know, sometimes you have to make tough choices, and there's a lot of pressure on your head to take someone's performance and, you know, to the best out of it. And also, like, it's quite a stressful time for people. If anything, it was a big reason for myself really pushing myself to to get much better at it. Originally, was that you know, I had a lot of ideas, and the pressure I would put on myself would be huge going into the studio and the first couple of times I didn't enjoy it that much because of that and I didn't feel like I got was that more finding like turning your communicate your ideas a bit of both um you know a bit of red light fever and a bit of um yeah just kind of kind of uh, yeah overwhelming pressure kind of thing to, to make something as good as you want it to sound. And maybe, you know, at that age, I didn't have the vocabulary that I don't have any vocabulary now, but <laughs> I don't have the words to really say and express or, or even just the ability to express the things I was after. Um, as both a knowledge of, you know, I could say, I don't like that. And I say, I'm more like this, but you know, like that, that was a real big, a real pressure for me to, to, to learn so that I could express, Hey, the reason I don't like this is, is X, Y, and Z or, you know, yeah. this frequency is something that you know. Can we can we look at working on that? Or I, I'm not, you know, I don't like this guitar sound because of this. You know, because oh, I feel like there's a bit too much presence here, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and and mm-hmm. actually, you know, that's a language that that you need to learn with your ears. You know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an it's it is it is a there is a discipline to it, and 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 you know, I think like for example, like um, uh, something that I think is an anomaly within that is, you know, with the uh, advancements in guitar recording and even drums like the G G D stuff. I know Thomas Pridgen, he has one out and there's a, a million billion, um, <laughs> drum plugins. Um, sure. um, and they're great. Uh, I've used them on loads of recordings and people have thought they were entirely real drums. Um, um, uh, loads of options there and more options than you could even get with, a, you know, all the isolation that you can get with it. Um, mm-hmm. I love being able to like record the drums and then take the cymbals out and do treat the drums and then bring them all back together again. And haven't got the cymbals bleeding all over everything and that kind of psh, 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 psh going on. Mm-hmm. Like that's super fun. I love treating them. And you know, that's amazing. But the one thing that is very difficult and I speak to so many people about is like doing vocals, um, just because it's still an instrument that is l- literally tied to your brain. And depending on how you're feeling, that will come across no matter what you do. And if there is any anxiety or stress or worry or apprehension or um, you're under practiced, you're not warmed up, you're not feeling very well, um, you're um, unsure, you're, you don't know the words... Uh, Mm -hmm. any of those things, like you hear it straight away and Mm -hmm. um, that performance. And and again, like you start building in ways of trying to, you know, something that I do a lot and, and, you know, we've spoken about it, even uh, uh, the two of us, the idea of like maybe setting up the vocals the night before, get the sound that you want. And like, you know, being at home, it's like, cool. Are my neighbors in? Like, am I going to be yeah. self-conscious? Cause again, you start limiting and then your throat starts closing up and you're worried if someone's hearing it, even if your mum's in the next room, you know, you're like, you know, like, Oh mum, trying to, you know, I'm trying to record yeah. camp. Please cure stop yourself. washing the dishes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm just going to scream, uh, die, bitch, <laughs> die. Uh, mum, if you can just not come in for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... Are you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You've got such a lovely voice. I don't know why you do that, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, screaming in your living room is can be um can be pretty hard. Um, sure. I've sung in a few wardrobes in my time. Um, That's so like, that's
1: actually a very good technique, duvet in the wardrobe. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, pillows, ho- it's an isolation just, booth.
0: I mean maybe you more so than me, but definitely like height challenging uh, wardrobe, a lot of hunched, a lot of hunched uh, wardrobes <laughs> um, uh, and you're much taller than I am. So it's, yeah, like that kind of, all those things, people give me their recordings like, Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, Hey, I can hear that you're, um you're like quite straining and you're doing this and doing that. And like, Oh yeah. My dad was in the next room or whatever. And I'm like, okay, wait till they're at work. Set it up that night, so you don't get all stressed and like mm-hmm. they're a really good way to like fool yourself into doing good performances. I like also i'm gonna do a demo version uh-huh. I'm just gonna do a scratch yeah. version, and that's not the real one I'm not doing the real one that's tomorrow, but i'm gonna just get the mic ready and i'm gonna do a version i'm gonna really learn the words and I'm really gonna sing um and you never guess what that demo version usually ends up being pretty good because your brain's like oh, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not doing it until tomorrow. Like I've got the time relaxed. free. There's nothing, you haven't got to go anywhere. No one's going to disturb you. You've got the time free and you've set it up the night before. So you can just come in fresh, have a cup of tea of lemon and ginger and, and, you know, and, and, and get it done. Make sure you're well fed and, uh, uh, and like, and get it done. And like stuff like that can be a really good way, but when it's you, you need to do that yourself. Um, uh, I do that to myself still to this day. I do the same if I'm playing guitar, get it all set up, get all the sound, the sounds that I want and get everything ready, change all my strings and I only do it the next day just because I know I'll be so much happier and and less sweaty and anxious and well,
1: full of... It's also that, the you know, the two sides of your brain type thing. It's more of a... I... It's more technical to be thinking about all the gear and stuff and how does this work? Does it work? Why am I not getting a signal? Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so separating it physically separating it, mm-hmm. uh, where you can have a little sleep in between and forget about it all. Mm-hmm. And now you've got it all sorted and then come at it more creatively, I guess. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I was gonna say also, it's there's a maybe some help in that separation of maybe getting a I like get, when I was recording vocals a few years ago, uh, I really liked having someone in there to press record for me. Sure. And just kind of, even if they weren't really doing much, just going, are you good for again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, Okay. How was that? Oh no, it's a bit, bit crap. Do it again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just someone in to help guide you because you can end up in a hole of perfection yep. if you're doing, recording yourself and 50 takes in, you've worn your voice out and worn mm. yourself out and you're not enjoying anything, mm. but you're still still trying. So someone to kind of give you a bit of perspective is always nice.
0: A good a good thing, most uh, DAWs you can get a remote on your phone. Yes, you can.
1: And I've got the Logic one.
0: I really uh and it's free. I really recommend that in that you can um stand wherever you're standing and just have your phone there, put it on silent, do not disturb and then just use it as um, a little remote. And it's a really good way of um, doing it. It's also a really good way of taking a break as well. Something I really recommend do a few takes, maybe try one all the way through. If you can, it's always a good way to kind of warm up and know what's ahead. Make sure you mm. like never underestimate how long it takes for you to actually know what you're doing. There's mm. one thing uh, really common uh, it's that you're sitting in your house, you've written a song and you're singing along. Oh, falling free, falling free. And you're like, oh, that's great. Me- love that uh, uh, libelous melody. You know, um, uh, you know, I think I'll call it Ronald Bummer. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and um, then you go to sing it. And you're like, oh, it's falling free, falling free, falling free, falling free. And you're like, okay. And then you've got your headphones on and then, you know, you're only hearing your voice in the, and it's quite dry. And then you're like, ah. and you're, oh, I need to sing it louder. I go, ah. You know, and then you're like, oh, hang on. I, am I singing falling free or fallen free? And, uh-huh. you know, like then your brain's like, oh, you need to enunciate. So you're like falling free falling, free, falling, free, falling, you know, and it's like... You, <laughs> Sounds
1: completely unnatural by the end.
0: And you realise you don't know it. And you don't know it where it should be in your mouth. You don't know um, uh, um, what's best. Uh, a lot of people, uh, for example, like try and put an effect on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up with like a really quiet, inconsistent recording. Yeah, Think of that stuff, like a lot of effects as far as like you know classic you write something over a piano and it's very down here and it's very smoky or whatever and you're like oh cool i'll record it that way and then you record it that way and you Uh, and then you listen back to it and it sounds like and you're like cool like usually you have to kind of like project a lot more than you think like at least 50 percent, maybe more than you think and the idea is you can turn that down. You can, you can, you can, you know, quieten those, those moments. That's kind of the control that you have. And I find that, again, a lot of recordings do that as they have a style for the vocals and they overdo the style. And you're like, sure. it doesn't sound very natural and, or consistent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so again, like, it, it, unfortunately, the adage is still there to, you know, in the same way with guitar parts, it's like you think you know them. Like until you sat there with a the red uh-huh. light and a and a click. And that's what's so good about demoing before you go into doing this or even making a rough version. It's just, it's a great way to know what you know, like find out actually, uh-huh. you know, same with guitar, we've all done it. We can play a thing and uh, you've just played it. And then someone's like, okay, play that slowly. And you're like, whoa, <laughs>
1: what, am what? Like, what am I doing?
0: Like, what do I do? And you realize, oh, I put in an open string there. And they're like, you know, and it's good to have even someone else to be like, no, you don't play it like that. You might find you've suddenly like adjusted the time. I've done it a billion times where I write something on the guitar and then I'm like, oh, I've got a vocal. And then I sing the vocal and I start playing the guitar part differently because the vocal starting to mess with it. Uh-huh. And I realise I've lost a beat or gained a beat somewhere here. it's um, uh, well, a kind of, really good way song. of like throwing stuff against the wall and knowing what you know. And you, most of the time, almost all of the time, you don't know it well enough yet and you need to do it a lot
1: yeah 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 but also some things don't translate like uh, i write a lot with an unplugged guitar Mm -hmm. um and oh it sounds amazing sounds great plug it into whatever you're recording with and it just sounds so just messy sure um and so like sometimes one of my favorite things to do is take like split the idea in half and go well i'll play this bit in this way and this, but in this way. So when you recorded both, maybe they're, you know, one each side or whatever, um, the overall effect and the idea is there, Mm -hmm. but it's just a bit more concise. Well, that's that's the beauty
0: of technology now. It's that you know, certainly, I mean, I would say enormously for vocals. Is, is it, you know, you can, like, all technology, all of the DAWs now have a comping technology where you can take little bits and um, mm-hmm. they are, and even, obviously, even with tuning, I mean, the thing I, I've said in every session is, like, don't even worry necessarily too much about the tuning, just give us a good performance that's, I mean, even timing actually can be adjusted. But, I mean, ideally, a clean performance without any kind of grit or any kind of, like, real uh, issues or breakups in your voice Mm -hmm. we can kind of do quite a lot with that vocal and to correct it, uh, uh, um, you know, sacrilegious as it sounds, but like everybody does it, you know? Um, And the same, you know, with breathing and stuff like that, split them up. You know, we did it a lot. Um, You know, sometimes there'd be a big chorus and then a big note at the end of the chorus. And sure, when I'm doing it live, I'm not in any, not in this kind of sterile environment, I can do it Mm -hmm. happily, but Maybe I haven't sung in a while. Maybe, you know, we've not been on tour or whatever. And so it's like, cool, I'll I'll break it up into two bits or maybe I can do it fine. But I'm like, you know what? If I just had the tape to do that big note, I could do Mm -hmm. it so much more consistently, so much cleanly. I could give it so much more energy. There's no shame in that. Like we've, everyone has a bit of tuning, you know, like, and, and that's on varying lines, you know, it's the same reason why some, I mean, laughably, there's a lot of kind of the idea of like, oh, we're going to do this live, live. And, it's never as good as you think it's going to be unless you're playing a fairly simple arrangement mm-hmm. with fairly simple parts. Then, then you kind of stand a chance, but you know, like you, you, when you any complexities to that sound, you need to be so well rehearsed. It's yeah. in you way. If you take what you think you need to rehearse and then times it by 20, like <laughs> it, 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 it's a special kind of rehearsing to be that consistent. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, everybody needs tuning. Everyone needs a little bit of help. There's no shame in like breaking up verses. Um, sometimes we do every other line, something like that. Maybe you're, you know, being a vocalist in that situation. I've worked with loads of vocalists and I started off thinking like, oh, these are the things I think about. And then I started making, meeting more vocalists and I'm like, oh, turns out that's what we all think about. And, you know, uh, listening to them and I'm like, is this a thing? And they're like, yeah, I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, okay, let's not do it today then. You know, or whatever, you know, like, or yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know, like you've, if you spend the day talking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, okay, you know, like let's take an hour or half an hour to relax a little bit and see if we can get a better performance. And again, knowing when to push through and when to go away when is another, another thing. that
1: like, also takes a lot of, a lot of awareness and I guess a lot of repetition. Yeah. Um, but I guess, so getting back to, like, the gear element. Sure. You've got, you've you bought your computer, mm-hmm. or you have your computer, mm-hmm. uh, and you have some software to record stuff. Maybe headphones. Um, yeah, pair of headphones and interface. I mean, just interface-wise, I just looked on uh, everyone's European favourite retailer, Toman. They, it's true. For, it for is about true. £34, I believe, wow. you can get... Uh, and an audio interface. Uh, there's a Behringer here, Euphoria UM2, thirty-four quid.
0: You which know is what? They're, and they're not. They, I mean, they get. There's a lot of issues, and there's a lot of letters to be written. But to be fair, like you can't knock for that money and for what you're getting. Like it's they're 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 really fine. Then like I, I've totally. I, I've come across some Behringers. I actually haven't uh, had a Behringer extension module. Oh, I've it seen those. Absolutely, does the job. Like it's just mm. is is it is it a neve ten? No, but it, <laughs> it it just it does the job. There is a lot of kind of snobbery and and you know and the thing is is that like you spend all that money on gear that you think you need to have and then watch people do way better work with way less gear who are way mm-hmm. younger than you. And yeah. um, well, I think you can always you can
1: always upgrade. And the thing is, it'll take. I'm, I'm maybe speaking slightly hypocritically here because mm. I've fallen definitely into a trap of uh, well, my Yorkshire blood getting me some good deals, and <laughs>
0: uh, what is it and, about you guys and
1: just getting I don't a know deal? What, what it is it is about a, this? Northern... Oh, that's, that's a good deal, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, do I need it? Probably not, but it's too good, too good to miss. Um, but yeah, I think you could like. The setup I have here is relatively simple in components. Mm -hmm. Um, So literally computer and interface and some speakers. Mm -hmm. And then, so I guess what I'm trying to say is with relatively few components, you can achieve such a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. once your skill level is super high, um, you'll realize the natural time to upgrade type thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the part of any passion, you know, like it, no different with guitar or anything, you know, like you start mm. off with your starter guitar and you're like, Hey, I'd like something a little bit better. And you you end up, you know, you're fighting for an extra 10% here and there, but that t- extra 10% is, is hard fought, you know? And at the same time, there are plenty of people making, you know, Oscar winning, whatever with, with half as much, you know, and, and being that little bit more uh, innovative. I think like, mm. as far as, you know, for example, like even with, headphones i think there. i mean the i mean we are on these uh well they dt 770s uh by bear dynamic um i've got some 990s as well i know a lot mm. of people complain about them and, and the comfort and the sound and there's a lot of like with any kind of speakers or headphones there's always like do you want something that's kind of completely uncolored and very sterile and the idea is that if you can make those sound good then your recording sounds good um, or do you want something that's going to encourage you and and I think that's i mean that's down to you really i, I mean I, I kind of like a middle ground i don't want something super sterile um but i would like something that you know it keeps me interested at least you know i don't I don't mm-hmm. want to be punished mm-hmm. um and so again like the those those two trains of thought are very much fighting each other in both the speaker world and um, the headphone world something that's comfortable to you and something that sounds good to you i think i would have even just your regular headphones you know even earbuds i've seen i've seen everything if it's everything works you know to some point and sure you know if you want to upgrade and get something over the ears is quite good for the kind of noise cancelling thing you can kind of hear uh, the... and also comfort over a long time sure exactly yeah well obviously you know being aware of kind of volume and that sense as well like that it's very easy to turn you know the the, the the graph of kind of volume to is this good is, is, is very much apparent and you know it's just like oh well, you turn it up and it sounds a bit better um, mm-hmm. it, it, again like you know to be very mindful of your ears and realise that you've been punishing your ears for 12 hours straight on super something super loud it's sure it's really satisfying to listen to you've made something you're really excited about it but um, it, it adds up um,
1: oh, um, don't, so
0: don't. so uh, <laughs> so I would say, you know, there a lot, I know, um, uh, Sennheiser, like they make a lot of really, you know, uh, reasonable headphones, uh, mm-hmm. Beo- dynamic, there's, there's a ton of, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, varying, a varying, uh, plethora of, uh, price ranges. And to be honest, I mean, th- th- there's not a lot in all of them. You, again, you're just getting mildly better and it's what you find, um, Comfortable. There are a lot more expensive headphones than these, but uh, I use Here the nine nineties a lot when I'm just kind of mixing or whatever at home. They're open back, a little bit more comfortable, and let, let the kind of uh, air pass through a little bit more, and it's not so kind of um, uh, sweaty on your ears or, or so uncomfortable. But I mean, I've used the seven seventies the whole time, and they've been fine. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't I'm, think we need to tell people what what brands are there the the ones that are the popular ones are the ones that are the popular ones and if you got the Mm -hmm. money that's great but also don't feel like you you need that to move forward you know
1: totally and and again i'm back on toman Mm -hmm. and studio headphone category some Beringer headphones 11 pounds 90 pence wow which is in i didn't think it'd be that cheap that's insane well they bought a parts
0: factory so they can they can get the parts pretty cheap
1: nice yeah. and then yeah there's a few Behringer's. Toman and do some own brand stuff but under 20 quid there's the first about seven Sick. or eight options which is crazy that good that is in under 20 pounds under 20 pounds and then actually oh, yeah, yeah it it doesn't take a lot more to get a lot better but again it's like like you say there's there's it's a shame i think sometimes that that you can feel for, <laughs> for maybe fall into the trap and go, Yeah, I need that. Mm. I need that before I can do this. And we've
0: all done it. I do it all the time. Oh, still. Yeah. You know. Oh still. Yeah. You know, that next Me plug-in, too. that next thing. And you know, the the thing is as well, is that you do that. And, you know, the people who I worship to these days, I've bought all these plugins and got all this stuff and synths and pedals and all kinds of stuff. And they make it, you know, with something they recorded on their phone and they've manipulated that sound. And that sound is way more original than any of the plugins I've bought and any of the sounds that I'm making. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think (laughs) as sad as it is, it's really worth keeping in mind. There is someone younger, poorer, less able, less educated, less and more driven. (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. Doing something way better than you are. uh, They are way better than you with way less stuff. Um, Uh, and um, way less time (laughs) or whatever, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's like creativity is, is, it's easy to feel like creativity is like in this kind of circumstance is like locked within the realm. Whereas like, you should think that the whole process is a creative process. Like how you use your DAW is a creative process. You know, the decisions that you're making, I think like, you know, when you look at stuff like, um, uh, Joshua Homme uh, and mm-hmm. his kind of the whole amp, like PV Bandit or wherever it is and all that kind of stuff, like things that was, everyone would turn bass, their nose up at. And using
1: a bass amp as well. Exactly.
0: But, you know, as we've said, you know, an instantly recognisable sound and a great sound, something that everyone, you know, all the Andertons uh, blindfolded tests, like again and again, like, you know, uh, uh, regular fenders are out doing a custom shop or, a, you know, a £3,000 amp, uh, you know, gets beaten by a £1,000 amp, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or, or £800 amp. You know, the Boss Katana does the rounds always. Um, I've been, we've been into studios. Um, we, were, we were in one in uh, Toronto in Canada and we had the lion's share of every microphone going way back into the 50s, originals, Mm-hmm. Fully refurbished, um, and we decided to do a shootout with them and an SM58. And I sang into each one of them, and then we literally jumbled up the recordings. And that SM58 got so far; it was unreal. Um <laughs> nice. I think we got. I think we got down to the last three. Uh, and isn't
1: it? Isn't it funny? It's like it feels a lot of the time, like the meeting of science or te- and technology and art is is a really. I don't know. It's an interesting area. And I remember reading it, you know, like Foo Fighters when they recorded one by, was it one by one? I think they just, you know, gone up the ranks, with lots of hit records. And then they literally binned, uh, an album that had cost a million dollars to make Mm. because it was just rubbish. And then they went back to basics and kind of to find that energy and the whys and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, and, and the original purpose, um, and ended up with a better record. So it's it's it's, it's occasions like that where it, it literally does happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a tendency with um, I don't know maybe more disposable income or more time or more experience in that everyone likes toys. Oh <laughs> man, exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: that um, and it's part of excitement, you know. We I joke with the people around here is we're just like, oh, you know, what have you bought this week, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but it will be some kind of new thing, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to to use that, you know, on my next. And it's just classic. It's like anything you buy a new plugin, you use it on everything. I bought a, new, a, a little tape machine uh, plugin. Guess what? I use it on every track, you know. And mm-hmm. eventually, I'll start using it modestly and maturely. But right now, <laughs> yeah. I use it on every track, and I think it sounds great but I'm just entirely clouded by, you know.
1: And, the, novel, the novelty And I've got aspects. friends,
0: you know, working on records and they're just like, I just need to buy myself something to get me through the record and be, to keep my excitement up for wanting to keep recording it and just kind of push me that little bit harder to to be excited to come in or whatever. And, and that's a, been to be there. honest,
1: that's a really, that's a really, that's a really relevant, relevant point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got to find some enjoyment. If you, if you need a little bit of a carrot, Mm. um a shiny toy occasionally then yeah. and like cool
0: you can find there's like again like um like on plugin boutique uh piano book uh, which is by spitfire audio like all free and incredible um just again piano book being sample instruments people have um made uh, by themselves and they just share them for free and like plugin boutique do a ton of free plugins some some the plugins I still use on every session are free, completely free. And they just do a great job, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, again, something I champion all the time. And, you know, like I said, getting to this point where you've, you've bought all these things and you've like, oh, okay, no got studio now kind of thing. And then, you know, like I say, there are people just making way better songs, way better, music, way more original textures and sounds with, you know, little bits of foley that they've recorded on their phone or the sound of a seagull mm-hmm. or, you know, a thunderstorm somewhere or whatever, you know, like just something they've picked up along the way and just manipulated it to become a kick drum or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so making your own stuff is, again, like, you know, going into anything, try and make... You could go to a music store and record it on your phone, just sample a bit mm-hmm. of a piano and, and steal it, <laughs> you know, like... Mm-hmm. anything you know that that's the the fun thing of you know really utilizing your DAWs so you can make anything like there, there's it's mm-hmm. gonna be way more original than something you've bought
1: um and also i guess i get the the things those sounds that are standard now mm-hmm. at some point weren't yeah at, yeah. So, at some point someone went i'm gonna try this and just made something and it obviously got popularized and there you go, industry standard. But oh, it doesn't, absolutely. yeah, doesn't mean it can't happen again, and doesn't
0: definitely. And um, I, I suppose we should kind of mention um, interfaces. Um, uh, a lot, whole load of them. You can get like two mic interface, powered by USB, super portable. Like the Focusrite Scarlet Two I mm-hmm. Two seems is like seems to be kind of fairly industry standard at this point. I know mm-hmm. Boss do one. Um, I don't know who else do. Oh, funny enough. Um, like universal audio, the vault, that's pretty reasonably mm-hmm. priced. Um, same as even SSL, put out a, a kind of affordable, um, interface. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the focus, right stuff, I think kind of in that mid range as well. Like, um, I've got an 18 I eight that I used in the band a lot. Um, and that, that was again, built like a tank did, did what it needed to do. Um, and again, you know, I mean, obviously it depends what you're going into. Obviously, uh, Inputs are always kind of a commodity. But if you're just producing at home and you just want to record your guitar or whatever, then obviously just a, a small interface is fine. Um mm-hmm. yeah, if you're looking for something a little bigger, um, maybe you're wanting to record drums or whatever, or, or you know, use slightly more microphones, um, then yeah, like I, I know Focus Right, um, their stuff's pretty good. I'm trying to think of other like audience uh, they they do some kind of larger uh, interfaces, but I think for the most part, most people are probably looking as their first one to be a, a yeah. And I know mean, Boss the Focus, do, a, do a smaller one, and, and I know yeah the Focusrite Scarlet stuff is the Scarlet
1: yeah. stuff eighty nine quid here wow. for Can't a solo, which is what two input yeah. Uh, so two guitars, two vocals, whatever. Mm. Um, little USB guy, they're yeah, they're endlessly good. Mm. I mean, they're just good forever. Yeah, but like you say, a lot of it's down to size. Yeah, I mean, I have like an eight input one here, mm-hmm. but That's because I like to have my piano, uh, drums, guitar, and everything plugged in forever. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to be playing around. Mm -hmm. You can just press a button and then go. Nice. Um, Which is, again, that's the reason I wanted to go there. And I got a a Yorkshire deal on it. Um, So the reason I went there is to try and... The whole purpose, I guess, is just to try and reduce the gap between idea to... uh,
0: Execution, I suppose.
1: Yeah, listening to it back, Mm -hmm. like hearing it Mm realised. So I I don't want to be... If I have an idea, I want to go, cool, go. I don't want to necessarily be um, playing around with cables and all this stuff. Um, And equally, I quite like getting a good sound at the beginning. Like, um, I've got a keyboard here, Mm -hmm. which... I like to find a cool sound on the keyboard and then just record that Mm -hmm. rather than. I don't like messing around afterwards, loads and loads. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah, it's nice. I mean, again, I mean, it's kind of stepping forward, I suppose, a little bit. But yeah, definitely. I mean, this place has kind of been in flux for a while while we kind of decide how we want to do it. But um, certainly, yeah, I I like to have kind of everything set up and everything kind of, uh, not templated, but I have kind of tracks templated and how I like them set up. Mm-hmm. And and that way I like to be able to like pull something in and it's already there and all the audio tracks I want are there and I can just quickly like record in an idea and, and then record that idea to uh, And for you,
1: this is on all on Ableton, right?
0: For you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can literally, I'll okay. pull in like, you know, I'll pull in guitar and it will have, you know, I have a guitar which is everything is already uh, uh, rigged to, you know, record something with the mic or I have Mm -hmm. it where it's uh, another version where it's rigged to record with the IR. Uh, I've got a a two notes uh, Torpedo Studio Um, or I've got one also then set up for like some normal stuff as well. And it means just like it's already there. I don't have to like root it or anything like that. Everything, the plugin's already on that instance. I can literally just drag it Mm -hmm. into um, Ableton and the same with, I don't know, like, piano and stuff like that as well it'd be like mm-hmm. my favorite piano plugin, set up how i like it maybe with some you know eq and some compression or whatever and, and a room that i like i can just pull it in and i've got that sound i can press record and i know it's going to be
1: mm-hmm. a good how, sound how like yeah it.
0: but the, the the session itself is always blank I, I like to kind of start blank and then just pull things in that i want i quite mm-hmm. i really like that about um ableton that you can kind of save these little tracks basically um mm. and that kind of um uh, yeah, it's really, really nice for just kind of means I can just pull in anything. And then I kind of have some blank ones that, you know, I know are familiar pathways. So if it's like I'm dealing with a sample or, um, or I just want to, you know, uh, re, uh, uh, like re, uh, re sample something, uh, literally like keep recording itself. I, again, I have like tracks out. So that's, I can literally put in one piece of audio, put whatever I want on it, and then record the version of that below it. And I can keep Kind of doing that ad infinitum to kind of eventually manipulate it to what I want, but then I can freeze those plugins or whatever, so they're not you know taking up on my CPU or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I suppose like I mean I think headphones really follow the um, same real lineage, I suppose, as the uh, as speakers. Um, like I, I sure uh, again the uh, whole um, the rockets. They've um, they're they're what are they, what are they the old KRK Rockets. Okay. Um, they are pretty uh, pretty synonymous, um, pretty affordable. Again, a bit of a step up, um, uh, but they do um, a million different versions. Same for Adams, actually, as well. I've got some Adams. Um, That's what I have here. Yeah. yeah, Adams. And uh, what's really good about them is that they, they uh, have a directional technology in that the base doesn't kind of, isn't uh, projected too much from behind. So it's quite good for, like when I bought these, it was when i first moved here and i didn't have a studio so it was like okay i need something for the house
1: mm-hmm. that isn't
0: going to you know annoy my neighbor too much um uh you know and i can kind of do stuff during the day um so they're really really good and obviously now i've got a, a space i'm going to uh, probably upgrade them to the 7s but um uh, and get a sub. About the
1: a- a7x
0: a7x yeah i i um, um c- consistently been in people's rooms and be like oh What's that? And they're like, oh, the A seven X is so it's just Mm -hmm. one up from these, really,
1: Uh, and
0: that, and uh, maybe like just a little, uh, a little sub.
1: Um, It is worth it is worth knowing as well. I'm back on Toman. Uh, You can you can get a set of monitors, Mm. so speakers for sixty two pounds and upwards from who? Obviously, this is Elisis, okay, and then Swissonic sixty eight. Hercules, 73. Behringer again, 77. Personas, 83. Uh, M-Audio, 81. So there's a lot of options That's for not, not tons of money. Yeah, yeah. And and it, and it literally, I could keep scrolling f- literally all day mm. and it go up incrementally by a fiver here and there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I didn't so, think your budget, really. Yeah, exactly. And also endless research because there's a lot of options. Um, but, you know... Something to get you started, and again, I, the way I always look at it is, you can get it, get something half decent, keep it for two or three years, that however long you kind of feel like you've got the most out of it, mm-hmm. sell it. You might get half the price back, yeah. um, and then you can upgrade. And it's been a relatively, yeah, it's almost like a rental. If you see what I mean, <laughs> you, sure. you can almost the longer you keep it, the cheaper it is per month. Um, but yeah, so. There's tons, tons of options.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that is mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you know, I think I think I would comfortably say you can accommodate pretty much anyone's budget as long as your mm. budget. I mean, even if your budget is zero, you know, like but again, the family computer. It seems to be where everyone seems to start, mm. um, uh, and there is so much available, both plugins, DAWs, instruments that are completely free. free. Yeah, and mm. and again, like you. Like you said, uh, the the iPad, iPhone, tons of music making. Even on the Switch, I think there's some. I think Steam Deck, there's some. Like anything you can, any kind of electronics you can get your hands on, there is an endless amount of um, uh, music making software and sequencing and anything like that. And I, I think maybe it's like a an ending thing. Is is to really embrace? I genuinely think the best things are made when you really embrace the circumstances that you're in Mm. rather than what you haven't got or what you would like them to be. Um, I really feel like music is infinitely more interesting and original. Um, And so, you know, if you're not in the position where, you know, Oh, I feel like I want these plugins or I want those plugins or, um, you know, or I feel like I can't do this because of that. Like Mm -hmm. try your best to like overcome it. And, you know, and like I say, you know, I've no you know, even on a basic level of, you know, whether you can't find the band that you want, you know. You know, I wanted to be in like a twelve piece band like the Mars Volta and <laughs> guess what? I couldn't. I could find two guys and so it was a three piece, you know, and I didn't want to yeah. sing. And guess what I was the only one who could sing. So that's and that came about by accident, you know. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the best decision I ever made without meaning to. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, all the stories of people really creating something interesting and original stem from those kinds of uh, uh, circumstances and and definitely both in a production sense like i say all my favorite producers are people who never studied it a day in their lives and and just kind of had a great imagination and just made it work and a great you know sense of drive um i think you know I, th- I think you should really um you know, where you can try and really utilize that and try and stay aware of where you are and, and do what you can. Even as much as like we said, even like say said, the Josh Homme thing, but like, I remember when like, I didn't really have an amp that I liked, like I remember playing through people's stereos and like rigging things up. Oh, and sure. You know, all that kind of, like you just kind of make it happen. And you know, like you can't afford a violin. Well try and sing the part in to
1: yeah, yeah, your yeah. phone. I was going to say,
0: you know, and, or you can't afford a trumpet, you know, get a comb and a, tissue wherever it is and <laughs> you know i've i've seen um you know and, and those sounds be so much more original um, but, and
1: you can also play with them tons uh in a, in a software so you can yeah. you know the input could be that crude um but equally i i think it's important to note that the sound that you like even if it might not be you know it, maybe if it's a bit uncouth mm. you don't really know well, hang on. I'm reading and listening to all these people saying that I should be liking this kind of thing, and this sure. is a good thing. But I really like this. Just run with what you like. Mm. Uh, just if you like it, that's good enough. Just yeah, yeah. That's the biggest on. obstacle.
0: Is I believe I think for the longest time it's like trusting yourself, sure, and your own decisions. I think is one of the biggest hurdles you face as a as anyone going into music production, make or you know demoing or anything like that. I feel like trusting your own decisions. You know, I think so for someone whose life is seemingly controlled by numbers, like you know, none of my sessions were ever on an odd number. You know, like any of my none of my faders, and or none of you know, like even on your amp, where it's like, what? Turn the treble up to full? Like that can't be <laughs> right. That can't be right. You know, like sure, sure,
1: sure. Uh, sure. Uh, what? No middle. TV volume.
0: You know, like yeah, and and you know, I think funny, enough, a, a, a really interesting champion I've seen of that recently is uh, Dave Simpson Uh, okay he does a lot of John Frusciante Mm -hmm. uh, paraphernalia Um, but recently he's kind of seems to be in cahoots now with Anderton's and they're doing Mm -hmm. um, your old horn and uh, uh, and it it seems like he just sort of gravitates towards solid state amps and just like fairly you know budget guitars but makes them sound pretty great you know like and and um, it's interesting even you know seeing their dynamic where he's like yeah take the middle you don't need that like kind of thing and then even you know someone like Cap, you know uh, Captain Lee uh, Lee being like oh what you know and he's like no it'd be great you know I want to do like this. And that. and I think that's um, I think it's refreshing you know I think uh, nice yeah, to it's see
1: quite throw away
0: yeah and see someone kind of um, sort of champion that and, and he you know like I said I don't think he, like I say, most of the guitars I've seen him pick up are like, oh, I just found this, or like someone recommended it, or, or someone was selling it, and it was just cheap. And I've done it up, and this is like you know the sound I've got out with it. Um, I think it's really, really refreshing to see mm-hmm. um, as a kind of um, uh, as a champion, and certainly someone on a music uh, uh, retailer. You know, I think is 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 it's good. I think it's good, humble um, uh, uh, representation. So definitely I well I think that's sweet mainly, uh, uh, a nice place to wrap it all up
1: definitely well thanks for listening if you've made it this far and we'll be back next week obviously so join us then if you're here we're oh songs oh yeah favourite favourite production in a song what's yours
0: I think I was trying to think of like favourite recordings And there's tons that I love for the recording. Mm -hmm. One of the... But I feel like only a few of them have I really been like... The recording has just been like so much to me, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So as true to form, uh, I've gone for Central by um, John Frusciante from his album The Empyrean. Um, Just, yeah, just... I love everything to do with that record. I love all the risks that are on it. I love the recording process. Like, it's like completely not, it's completely like dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. like it's not slammed, you know, kind of mastering it. And like, I love the flow of the record. I love how like, um, kind of, yeah, again, like all the, some of the, the risks he's taken, but that song particularly is just like every layer. Drilling, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of ebbing and flowing and, and like for someone who is, my career is kind of made up of layering things. Um, it, for me that I just always put on that recording. And I think we've had it actually on the discord, um, a Mm -hmm. few times, people are just like, whoa, cause it's just like, I'm just, I'm a details guy. And the things I love is when you can hear the, the, the love that's been put into every single element on that recording. And I just love that, that, that you know, when you can really hear someone's work and it's the little things that no one cares about other than me. But for me, all those tiny little elements like add up to to, to just, you know, to just something monumental. And, and I love listening to that record. So, and that song particularly um, has just so many cool sounds coming in and out and they're just so rich and so, so uh, uh, like... Kind of harmonically full, but also they're really you know so lovingly balanced and like mm-hmm. you know they're kind of drifting in and out of each other, and it's a very kind of proggy like tune. But sure, um, sure. But yeah, it's just it's just got everything uh, for me, and and one that's just really stood out in my lifetime. Nice.
1: How about you, Matt? nice? Uh, I've picked a record which I really really enjoy the sound of. Uh, again, it's more proggy because this is in the same a similar vein of being, I guess, more produced. Mm-hmm. Um, although equally not, it's quite organic sounding and not super slammed. Um, is Carnival's Asymmetry, which nice. is the last Carnival album. I picked a, a tune called Sky Machine, which I think is equally part beautiful song, part amazing sound. Okay. it's just it's like a. I've not oh, heard it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's like getting in a bath, uh-huh. uh, which I quite often say. I think I need maybe I'm just irking for a bath. Do you have a bath? But, um, I do. Do you have a bath? I've got a bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a bath in my bath. Okay. Uh, the, But yeah, it's, I love the sound of this record. And it's, it's got a, a, enough energy. It's not just a kind of an indulgent bath of sound. Sure. It is uh, a great capture of a great band. Um, and I was thinking just now, like of an analogy. Imagine because uh, this is probably on the, the end of the spectrum, if you were going to compare production to chairs, right? Okay. So I can sit on my nice leather 18th century chair, reading mm. a book and maybe, I don't know, having a great time listening to bark or something. and <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Having a great time. And my very design chair mm. is uh, luxurious and comfortable. Oh. Um, equally, I could be on like a camping chair uh, at a festival sure. um, with my best friends would I be having a better or worse time mm.
2: uh
1: maybe equally, maybe one's better than the other, but all I'm saying is that it's 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 appropriateness uh so yeah, I think like black black midi came to mind as well when I was thinking about carnival. I'm like, well, that's really scratchy and scrappy and mm. like chaotic, but so satisfying, and it doesn't sound bad it's just it sounds fantastic for. What it is, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so I think it's important just to stress that although our picks are kind of proggy, detailed things Mm -hmm. that you know anything goes.
0: Oh, Um, not at all. Yeah, I I think. But do listen to that track. I think you know, like um, I'm saying a few, and it's still my current obsession. uh, That Nick Drake record, five, five leaves left, Um, just beautiful, and like to think that that was made in 1969. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, the strings are just insane, and and it's so warm and such a rich sounding record for um, something made back then. You know, and uh, I was v- very easy to go back to Dark Side of the Moon and and records like that, but also like there can be such a great honesty and like a simple recording and and you know the love of kind of even sort of the whole thing with like mistakes and like kind mm-hmm. of the, the the take not being so clean or. Um, uh spill yeah, like, headphone spill and stuff like that like I love all that kind of stuff like and mm-hmm. certainly you know my obsession with kind of listening to older records I've loved listening to you know old recordings that I, I genuinely uh t- had taken for granted and um I'm always so surprised like when I'm really listening to a song that I know innately you know and I've seen my parents dancing at some party or what you know my whole life you know and then i'm listening to it on headphones i'm like whoa there's some weird choices or Mm -hmm. or um uh uh, like even something like like barry white's intros i just obsessed with them like he does all these really strange intros to his songs um that have no relevance to the song they're just like a thing and then they go into that song and it's like that's such a weird choice and like you know you listen to like uh you know, it's some of the Earth, Wind, and Fire and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jackson Five, and like listen to those, like the, the the like the tone and like just the groove that's going on and how free it is, but how also like just so deep in the pocket it is. Like mm-hmm. when there was none of those things, you know, Pet Sounds uh, mm-hmm. by the uh, um, the Beach, Beach Boys, Boys. Um, you know, like that album was recorded on a, recorded on a four track. You know, and it's insane. You know, like the levels and 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 everything that's going on, and all the music that's that all the instruments that are even just fitting all those instruments into the mix where they're not crowded, but they're also like super original and really left field for the time. Mm-hmm. It's just an amazing. You know, um, like I say, his, his you know Brian Wilson's pocket orchestra thing. Mm-hmm. It was just not never really done before and 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 i think that also is such an amazing part of records is just it's creationism you know you can yeah you can it's pure you can dream it and and then you can make it and i think kind of if anything we can in the process of doing it we can lose some of that um uh kind of ideology and i think it's something that actually like the closer you can get back to that naive naivety or just
1: literally capturing a moment rather than kind of uh, creating perfection. Yeah. And it's
0: just, you're just bringing something into being. It's, it's kind of, you're creating something uh, mm-hmm. uh, from, from nothing. Um, and, you know, that, that, that's such a wonderment in that, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's, um, it's very easy to find and walk down well-trodden paths when, when really, you know, like when you're presented with that, it, it, everything is everything and nothing is nothing, you know, like, and I think that's such a, um, that's such a, a cool part of the whole process. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Sweet.
1: Well, yeah, if you have chosen a track or if not, just jump on the discord after this and we'll be hanging out, listening to your picks and our picks, mm-hmm. um, uh, for our weekly listening party. Um, the audio for this will be up in the morning if you're listening on audio you can ignore that message because you're already there <laughs> stop listening uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week for more fun and frolics and thank you to our patrons for making this happen thank you,
0: we love you thank
1: you see you next week everyone see you
0: later bye bye, bye.